Find that place by the still waters, man, in the green grass. Chill out in it. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel, my buddy Bill Whittle. And uh, Bill, I'm thinking hater bait. Hater bait, man. Let's um let's talk about let's talk about haters. Uh hate mail, hate comments, or anything like that. And just the the the, the hate culture that's going on out there, man. Hate is and, and y'all, hate ain't nothing new. It's not a new thing. We just have new vehicles to just go on ahead and express our hate. And one thing about uh the, the leftists is uh they definitely love to uh to um do their hatred behind some sort of veil or shroud. You know, when it came to Democrats, they either did their hatred uh behind hoods and sheets. Uh now they are they they're doing their hood, they're they're doing their hatred behind the veil of a computer screen from a you know undisclosed location or whether they want to go ahead and put on like these masks and stuff like that, or they want to put on a whole bunch of makeup and all that sort of stuff. But bottom line is a lot of times these people are uh, they want to hide uh, their face behind something, but as they project a, a bunch of hatred. So uh, I get my, you know, uh, actually, I don't get as much hate mail as I used to. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing, of course. It's, you know, yeah, man, it's, I don't, I don't want to get the hate all the time. But it is kind of a bad thing when, uh, when you're shadow banned so badly that the notifications don't even notify the people that hate you. Uh, because... Big tech doesn't want attention drawn to your content, so they'll even inf- they'll they'll even keep the trolls from being informed because they come in, they want to start arguments, and then other people want to engage, and that drives up engagement on your website. So almost in a way, I miss the trolls. Uh, but if your content is being seen, it's kind of par for the course. And uh, when trolls come in, you know that means that your content is being seen. But they do. The, the 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 places that they're coming from with their hate, you know, and I know that you get your share of yours, Bill. Um, uh, especially like a, uh, I caught wind of um, uh, a, a last couple of uh, stratospheres that you were doing, and um, rather than making a solid argument for what it is that you're uh, uh, against, what it is that you're saying, uh, they come in with the vitriol. And as if somehow that's going to make their position legitimate or something like that, talking about something that they really they really don't know, they have a very academic view of it, don't really have the life experience. Not that either one of us are particularly that old concerning the things that we're talking about, but we have the life experience to know what is reflective of these ideas and how when people try to implement these things and make institutions about these things and people who have a certain attitude that feeds these kind of things that they think is liberating, but when in actuality, they're giving more power to the state and setting themselves up to be serfs and the rest of us to be serfs. And somehow they think that this stuff is empowering. Uh, is is Am I kind of getting down to a, 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 the same frequency that you're thinking about with the disappointment? It's disappointing when you it's like you feel sorry for these people. Um, there's a, a kind of a player in video games uh, called a griefer. And a griefer is not in there to play the game by the rules or, or win or lose. The reason they're called griefers is the only reason they're in. a. This is a multiplayer game online. 
the only reason they're there is to make people insane with anger. So a typical example of a <laughs> griefer would be griefer would be you'd have 10 guys on your team and 10 guys on the other team and you start walking off to this combat thing and then the guy on your team turns around and guns down all of your team members, right? That is griefing. There are guys in, in a in a space game like Star Citizen where they just hang out out here and as soon as you're walking to your spaceship, they just crash their ship into your ship, goes boom, and it makes you insane. Um, and, and it does. Uh, and so there are people that just like to watch the world burn. Now, mm -hmm. two weeks ago on the Stratosphere Lounge, I just finished, I was just in the process of finishing five months of living in the middle of the Soviet Union's death camps. And, uh, and I'd been spending 14 hours a day working on writing these things. And somebody came in, we're talking, it was the one year anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine. And, and somebody came in and said, uh, America's done... America's done just as many bad things as Russia. And I just said, oh, really? And I just started going through all of the Soviet invasions, all of the encroachment, all the rest of it. And then people start chipping in about the whole thing. And, and, and two weeks ago, I haven't put that video up yet. I, I was going to not put it up, but I had a number of people last night when I did it this again saying I should, because I really lost my temper on the first one. I really did a lot of F-bombs that's, I've never done that. I've done that once before on 300 and some Stratosphere Lounge shows. And so when that was over, um, after I had a chance to think about it, I realized I wasn't, I'm not ashamed of anything I said. I won the argument. I'm just ashamed of how I said it. And, and I'm ashamed of how I said it because I let them get me angry. When we talked about more or less the same issue the second time a week later, I was armored up for this, right? I was expecting it. I still got a little heated, but I didn't get insane like I did the first time. I was just tired. I was physically tired. And I just spent, you know, months living with a system that murders tens of millions of people. And to have somebody come in and say it's just the same as the United States, just, <laughs> you know, just, just lost my mind on it. So I don't read the comments. I don't ever look at... I read our comments, I read our members' comments, and I get our members' emails. But I never, ever, ever look at the comments on YouTube. And um, and what I found uh, the other night was that two or three of the people who were coming in to the chat session, we were doing the Stratosphere Lounge Live, probably had 300 people live, I guess. A lot of the people coming in there were coming in there to make a point. And when they were getting defeated on the point, they you could, I could begin to feel where it starts to switch to now they're just pushing my buttons, mm -hmm. you know. And and one of them, just getting obnoxious enough, I just banned him. I used to think in the days of eject, 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 I wouldn't ban anybody. You know, I felt, uh, I, you know, it was a free exchange ideas. So what I found is one person would come in. If I had 100 comments on an, on an essay, one person would come in, say something awful, and then the entire conversation in the comment stream was about that guy. Yeah. Right? He was stealing my audience. He was he's a, a parasite. He was like a, like a, like a leech. Yeah. Now he's got an audience. That was my audience, and he gets to, you know, spout in front of it. So uh, generally, when I see that, I've just been um, banning them. But the internet makes people—it's easy to hate people on the internet because because you're being reduced to a level of communication that's completely intellectual. There's no emotion behind it, and strangely enough, that makes it easier to hate people. What I mean by that is, just several times I'll have you know, you share text with somebody, somebody, a friend, or somebody you like, or something. And a text will come through or something, you go, what, what, you know, what's that? It's like, 
you didn't have you didn't hear the tone. You didn't hear you didn't hear the emotion behind the the, the words. That's why these emojis are so popular. Mm. Right? I thought, oh, they're just ridiculous. Mm. But then I started realizing, no, what they're what they're doing is they're filling in the emotional substrata of communicating just through, you know, words, yeah. short series of words, just little little uh, you know, broken sentences. And these things are there to kind of punctuate things uh emotionally. Yeah. So yeah, it's a part of human nature that people will remember the bad over the good. You get a hundred po- in the days of eject, 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 you get a hundred positive comments, and then you get one negative one, and that's the only thing you can think about. Because it seemed unfair. Because it were they were unfair. They were like making me say things I didn't say. So hate mail is easy in this age. And and I think the only way to deal with it is to be prepared for it. And for the, the life of me, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I do not know how Mike Knowles or Ben Shapiro or um, Matt uh, Walsh go out and do what they do. I, I just I just plain refuse to do it. Once it started getting that toxic six, seven years ago, I said, I'm done. I'm not doing any more colleges anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's one of those things where you you – it depends on what kind of costs you're wanting to weigh. You know, it's um, that maybe they want the rewards of, you know, it's of uh, the exposure, uh, the money. I'm not trying to say that that's shallow or anything like that, but you know, there's if you want to take that kind of risk, this is the kind of you know gain that they can get from it. Uh, for me, it's I don't I don't have an interest in getting out there and trying to get people meltdown and get out there and debate with people and and making people angry. I want to wake people up. I don't want to melt people down. And, and there's a lot, and, and the thing is, there's a lot of sensationalism in that, okay? And and I'm not I'm not here. This the politics, man. This this kind of stuff ain't no spectator sport for me, you know. I, I a matter of fact, I, I really I don't like the politics at all. But I, there's things that I like even less. I don't like slavery. I've never been a slave, and I don't want to be one, right? I don't I don't like uh, tyranny. I don't like uh, 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 genocide. And those things are like if we just step aside and just let you know the country do what it wants, that's that's where we'll be. So I try to do at least some of my civic duty to try to have like you know use my my uh you know my right to express my grievances about certain things so that you know we're not ruled over by these people, you know. And um, even with you know you mentioned like uh you know the comment section, I don't really I don't like to read the comments either. Some but I, I do you know just to to to, to have a connection with our audience. Uh, you know, I, I want to hear what they have to say, too. And uh, and it's not so much that, you know, we take these people personally, even when they're coming in and you get mad or I get mad or anything like that, you know, about what these people are saying. What what it gets down to and what makes us angry about it is that because people be like, you know, well, you shouldn't take politics sir, uh, so seriously and politics shouldn't get in the way of friendship and politics shouldn't get in the way of family and all that sort of stuff. It's like pumpy brakes. This is why politics can seem to get personal because when you, at the end of the day, when these people are pressing to make an ideology, an institution that will rule over us and end up ultimately being oppression to us, then it's like, yeah, I might get a little bit mad about that. It's like, really, you want to vote for that? You want to vote for this person to do that? And when these people are coming in trying to tell us that we don't know what we're talking about, when these, when these kind of uh systems in these nations are put in place and you want to tell and we're looking at we're looking at how the, how the dynamics play out we look at the we look at the attitudes that want stuff of like this you know to to be 
uh, 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 the thing that we're ruled by, we're looking at it and you don't get it. And you're trying to tell us that we're stupid. You know, it's like, look, man, you guys are coming at this. One, your hate is driven by some other stuff, man, that you're not even angry at us. You just got some deep seated issues. Somebody wronged you somewhere. And and you're you want you want to take this out on somebody else. You want other people to be responsible. You want some sort of justification. You're not even really angry at us. You're just looking for you want to be a griefer. You've got just some other deep seated issues that you want to vent and take out on somebody else. And you feel like all society, you just want people to be socially responsible for your feelings and you lash out at other people. And those kind of attitudes end up becoming policies that we have to live under. One of those policies is socialism. As, as the saying goes, it's the equal sharing of misery. And these people want to force their misery onto other people, whether it's in a video game or whether it's in, in our freaking bank accounts or any place else. That's just what they want to do. They will not be happy. They will not be validated until they feel like they have made everybody as miserable as they are. These are your haters. One of the things I found about the people in the comment section uh, in the last couple of shows was uh, when it got egregious, you know, uh, I would, in real time, I'd, I'd check out their YouTube page. And I did that three times. And all three of those people have zero followers and zero content. And, and so this kind of thing, this kind of, you know, constantly just hate, I don't, I don't use the word hate speech because I think it's been misapplied. You know, I, I, you said something I don't like, so that's hate speech. But there are haters in there, no question. Um, and what I realized was these people don't have any footprint of their own. It's easy to snipe from the shadows. There's nothing you can counter with them with. And when I found when I found people who had no content, no membership, no no subscribers, nothing, those people I would just ban. And I used to feel bad about banning people. I don't feel bad about it anymore. Um, well, that there is a good side to this, and that is as a result of that first uh, little fiasco. Uh, I was getting into a shouting match with a couple of people, and one of them came back a week later. And as he was, as we were signing off the first night, he was saying things like, Get, uh, "You know, bring me in, you know, bring me in, so, I, so we can have a talk about this." This is not, the show's not set up like that. I don't have a phone line. It's not a call-in show. And to my astonishment, he came back a week later, and. He, perfectly fine, you know? So, so on some, you know, some small percentage of, of these interactions, people will come in with, uh, with all kinds of ill intent. And then I guess they hear something that they thought was interesting and, you know, doesn't have to go that way, but people don't behave this way in person because if they did, they get punched in the face. And, and as we talked about in my show this week on consequences, there's not enough punching in the face going on. Yeah, that, that keyboard karate only goes so far, man. And I know that a lot of these people, uh, they have, you know, sock puppet accounts. They just get on and, you know, their, their, their account is either new or they have no content or anything like that. And they're just looking for, you know, people to troll or, or, or just bring, just bring uh, you know, grief towards. And, and it's not always, you know, it's not always from, uh, you know, the, the the left side of the aisle who comes with their, with their hate. Sometimes it comes from from the right side of the aisle, too. And, and yep. one, one thing and I more and more of it is happening. Absolutely. It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing, Bill. And, and it's part of the gaslighting. 
um, you know, one of the, a lot of the, I had, like I said, I hadn't gotten hate mail in a long time, but you know, one of the, 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 the bigger grievances that people seem to have, like, uh, that they express in the comments is, uh, you know, me and, uh, my faith, right? Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's only been 10 seconds and already Zoe is talking about Jesus, you know, and what does Jesus have to do with it? And it's, and it's like, look, if we're going to talk about virtues and this is just something that's, you know, people, you know, you don't have to understand it, but I, th- I, I would recommend that you do. Um, virtue is not a man-made concept. We didn't make it. You know, when people talk about these natural rights and stuff like that, as we've discussed on here before, nature doesn't recognize rights. There's no such thing as natural rights. Nature is, uh, rights are something that you have to be able to comprehend. And who has the corner on actually comprehending rights? That's, that, that is a, that is a concept that even existed before our creation. So I'm not going to sit here and try to pull an idea of virtue out of my behind like a lot of people out there do that's getting the world into a whole bunch of trouble. I have to fix my sense of virtue on something that has been here longer than me and will be here longer after. So I'm not going to insult anybody by trying to wax, you know, virtuous and stuff like that and try to tell you what I think is virtual or not. I have to base it on something. And that just happens to be what I find in the Bible. And I haven't found it to be incorrect. I see a lot of fallible writings by other people and their ideas of virtue that do not stand the test of time, whereas the word of God does. So, I mean, I don't have to explain that to folks and y'all don't owe me an explanation either. But I think some people, they just they decide that, well, this is what I think the virtue signal is supposed to be. And that is part of the world's problem is people thinking that they have this corner or the idea ideas of what virtue is. And what we end up is a lot of perversion that we have to live under. So I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to contribute to that problem. So I hope that kind of clears some things up, you know, for the haters out there. Is and, and even when we start this show, I, I mean, um, I think Bill is, you know, because we're talking we're talking about the moral underpinnings under under the politics and stuff like that. And, and you know, Bill's been very gracious to allow me to be able to express these ideas from this point of view uh, with y'all. That's what that's not what the show is supposed to be. It's not a Bible study. I have a Bible study, right? But at the same time, we do understand that the sense of virtue is being controlled by perverts and we're trying to push back. And if we're going to push back, we need to push back with something solid. If we don't and we assume that we could just go ahead and have our sense of what virtue is, then we're no better than the people that we're trying to defend ourselves against. Couldn't agree more. Indeed. Indeed. And, and you know, and you mentioned um, uh, uh, the guys who are who are uh, deal just kind of like on a, another note. And I guess um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm really bringing this up. But I, I just heard that uh, Isaiah Washington is uh, he's retiring from uh, from from acting, you know, or from from being an entertainer. And uh, speaking of, you know, the guys that you mentioned, who's like, man, I don't know how these guys do this. Um, Isaiah Washington, he's, he's saying, man, the, the vitriol, the hatred is just too much. It's killing. It'll kill you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, man, um, I'm, you know, I, I'm sorry that this is, has gotten to you and, and, and I'm not making any judgment or anything like that, but, uh, you know, it can, it can definitely wear you down and maybe you've gotten to a place where maybe you can afford to, to bow out, but there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, um, we understand that even if you can afford to bow out, if we let these people go ahead and take a foothold, nobody's going to be able to, you know, not many, many more of us are not going to be able to bow out if these people, you know, are able to keep on taking control. 
You know, so um, hold the line, folks. You know, there's a lot of hatred out there. There is. And uh, and it's grinding. It's wearing us down. And don't let these people gaslight you. And for me, how if, if anybody asks, well, Zilla, man, how do you keep doing it? Hey, man, the Lord is my refuge. Right. He's 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 my fortification. He's my strong tower. You know, that's that is what I lean on. I'm not going to give the devil and I'm not going to give these minions of the devil the satisfaction with all the hatred that they have of letting me or, or making me. You know, as the commandment says, do not, do not worship, do not worship any other gods before you. And that's what these people are trying to do. They're trying to make their hatred in government the God that we have to bow down to. And it says, do not let anyone make you. Don't let it make you quit. Don't let them gaslight you into thinking some, some nonsense because that's what they're doing. And unfortunately, like you know, we said earlier, it's working on a lot of people. So um Find that place by the still waters, man, in the green grass. Chill out in it, right? And then get back in the game. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Virtue Signal. I'm Alphonse Rachel from Bill Whittle. See you next time.